Okay, you're on. Am I audible? Am I, am I, do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes. I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from wherever they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> Hi. So this is a re-recording of a live stream that I did with Rohit about two months ago, I think, almost. And it's quite interesting because I forgot to save that. So this is supposed to be take three of Stories with Shastri. Or take four, I'm so sorry. Uh, so Rohit is a performer, a singer-songwriter who's going to discuss music and uh, the likes. I'm just going to add him on. Hi. I can't hear you. You're connecting to audio right now. Still saying connecting. Okay, you you need to unmute yourself. Yeah. Check, check. Ooh, I like the mic effect. Hold on, hold on. Audio settings. Check. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. It's quite good. Hi, I love the scene behind you. I thought you lived in Bombay. It is in Bombay. It's in New Bombay, actually. Oh, that's why. Okay, that that's why. Sense. That's why. Yeah, it's like clean, green, and uh, it's my balcony. It's beautiful. It's beautiful out there right now. It's raining. Yeah, it's raining here also, but I have concrete in front of me, so it's not as pleasant. I really like, but I like, I like yeah, what Puna I Puna rains, I miss Puna rains. It's so bad. It's, they can't make up their mind only. Sometimes they'll rain, sometimes it'll be sunny out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> They're super indecisive. Cool. So, uh, I want to start with understanding, uh, why would you describe your music as genre bending? Um, uh, it goes back uh, to my roots where I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, hold on. My audio is doing something. Okay. okay. I wish I had such cool equipment, man. I'm waiting to monetize off of this so I can get that equipment. Yeah, yeah, you definitely will. Just keep, keep doing it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, with good audio, it's like, you know, it's when you're... Uh, people connect to you like especially if i'm doing i'm a musician i want to sing something my audio is clearer you know yeah can you hear the guitar kevin yeah i can hear it okay cool so ask me the question again we'll go. yes so uh why why do you dis- describe your music as genre bending uh it uh, i call it genre bending because um, when i started doing music uh, i think i started uh, music in my fourth standard uh, where i started playing the tabla Okay, mm-hmm. so my journey into music uh, started with the uh, Indian classical instrument. Okay. So I started playing a little bit of tabla and um, I started playing a little bit of harmonium. Mm. And I didn't sing that time, I was just playing instruments. So later in life, I started writing poems and, uh, and after 12th standard, I uh, studied music as my uh, subject, you know, in my bachelor. I did my bachelor's in uh, performing arts. Mm. So after that, you know, and, and that was also in Indian classical. But meanwhile, I started listening to a lot of genres like blues, jazz, fusion, funk and all that. So all that 
that infused into my music so i particularly i don't stick to uh, one genre when it, term, it comes to like uh, uh, pro- like you know programming or you know producing music or you know creating music i try to experiment so and you can see that in my music also like some of my songs are very pop jazz some yeah. some uh, some of my songs are like uh, really funky you know and some of them are like fusion based i did a song um, for this uh, place called basoli which mm-hmm. was um, which is a uh, fusion classical fusion and we have some flute in that song on that so that's why i call it genre bending so people ask me why like you know what is your favorite genre it's like an amalgamation of all these genres i have you know uh, like passed through in my journey right and you majored in the sitar and uh, that's not something you hear of very often so what made you pick the sitar as an instrument to actually study so uh, i'll tell you to be very frank i didn't choose sitar like okay. my sitar was not my first choice okay so i went to the college um, in baroda and um, i wanted to learn vocals but there were already a lot of students <laughs> in the vocal department yeah. so uh, and sitar department was uh, something and i always loved uh, string instruments so they said we have a vacancy in sitar department and uh, you can probably do your first year in uh, sitar and then you can switch to vocals yeah. so i said okay i'll do it i'll give it a shot so i picked up the sitar and once i picked up the sitar i had a beautiful connection with the instrument and there is a saying that you know you um, you never choose an instrument yeah an instrument always chooses you i truly believe that so um, for sitar for sure sitar chose me and uh, that's how i started like you know um, my lot of uh, influences like uh, like nikhil banerji and ravi shankar all these like i've been listening to their music for from a very early age okay Yeah. and it has really um, indian classical has really helped me to open my ears to a lot of different genres too so um, yeah so i started my sitar journey and then uh, i sadly don't play it anymore because my sitar is in in pune at my guruji's mm-hmm. place and um, so i whatever i have right now in lockdown the guitar i try and play more of that <laughs> so so you're making do with so what instruments do you have at home right now so i have a a guitar Mm-hmm. And, uh, i have these uh, this keyboard and um, i have few more instruments like a uh, like electric guitar and um, like harmonica so whatever instruments i have like i have i have a habit of collecting instruments also so i have this instrument called uh, bagal bachcha which i picked up from shanti niketan uh, mm-hmm. kolkata in your kolkata yeah. so i went to shanti niketan okay mm-hmm. i stayed uh, with a baul musician there's a genre called baul music and uh, i stayed with a baul musician and he was he used to play an instrument called bagal bachcha so i okay. got really fascinated by that instrument and it's like a, a very funky kind of a sound okay yeah. so i picked up that instrument from there and i played i still have it actually and i like you know i involve include that kind of some some funky if i want to have a little fusionish kind of a vibe i like you know uh, record that instrument and so i have these instruments right now at home so i'm trying my best to you know create whatever i can right now so you're coming out with an uh, album after the lockdown which is about eight songs if i'm not wrong correct yes uh and it's about uh, it's and it's only hindi right it's a hindi album yes okay so are you have you uh, incorporated the bagal bachcha in that uh i have not incorporated the bagal bachcha in that so the see the that bagal bachcha you know that i have created a song for that but that song is not on in the album album is actually i have around 40 songs i have taken the best eight for the album 
hmm. and i want to so my uh, plan is like this year i want to release this album hindi album and have a, a, a english ep planned for next year probably march or something when i want okay. to release so i have a lot of songs which are written in hindi and english both and some of them like you know my mom helps me to write in malayalam my malayalam is not that great so mm-hmm. my mom helps me to write uh, the malayalam melodies so i have plan to release the english ep which is going to come out next march okay i like how you said malayalam and not uh, malayalam like how everybody else so they'll just shorten it to mallu and not say yeah yeah, yeah yeah my parents when they hate it like when anybody calls them mallu like don't call me mallu yeah i mean it's so irritating after a point you don't know what to do half uh, palakkad i so for me it's and i've never been there so i okay. for me it's even weird because it's a culture i don't know much about correct but it's still a part of it so have you like ever faced that kind of a thing where someone was like oh you're south indian i could not have told or i could not yeah, tell I, i have see because um, my dad was in the army okay so we kept traveling we most of the time i have like my childhood was spent in north india so mm-hmm. thankfully my hindi is very good you know that's yeah. what i think so whenever i speak in hindi people say that you you don't have that uh, accent yeah. you know malayali people have their little accent in hindi so thankfully because i had a lot of friends who i could talk to par us chakkar mein meri malayalam kharab ho gayi because i didn't have any malayali friends to talk to theek hai so ye it's like a you lose some you, you get some, gain some yeah it's like that i've had that we've had i moved to pune 17 years ago and uh, i used to speak tamil very fluently and then okay. uh, i came here and my hindi has been great always okay. because my mum was fluent my nani is a visharad in hindi and all of that so we always okay. had that around but as over time i lost all of my tamil i can understand every time a, every time an auntie says yepdi irka i'm like good good thanks and i'm always <laughs> nodding with all the parties coming home and whenever you try speaking in uh, in your language people <laughs> make so much fun of your your because whenever i speak in malayalam now i have like a little little weird accent but people can like you know if i speak to somebody for like 5 10 minutes they'll mm-hmm. come to know that this guy is not, is not like he's not living in kerala ah. he's uh, like in somewhere outside so i have to tell them you know whenever i go and perform in kerala also people expect me to like be to like you know go out and like speak in fluent malayalam but because of like i i don't uh, know like because of my upbringing like you know i've been traveling and uh, my parents have like really like encouraged me to speak more hindi because you know like it's you can yeah, you can use that language anywhere you go in the country so so probably that that's why i picked up my sister's malayalam is like in that case is very good you know surprisingly yes. with same same like everything education travel and everything still she speaks better malayalam i think that happens you know cuz i have uh, i remember i mean tell te- te- my telugu is very fluent in the mm. sense of when i'm talking yeah you can Be- speak telugu abhi yeah 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 i always okay. I, because i speak to my nani in telugu and it's either telugu or hindi with her and mm. hindi is very rare you know when i can't find the right words in telugu then my hindi definitely but because i picked up yeah. telugu from her i've never people can't really tell but then somehow with my english uh. uh depending on whom i'm talking to my accent changes yeah 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 that yeah happens yeah and it was so, yeah. someone's like oh you have an accent and i said no it's because so my grandfather was you know there's a bird out here that is making strange sounds so uh my grand wait let me just wait for it to stop thank god i'm recording this and this is not a live stream <laughs> i i'm, I'm Too so much done with the live streams stream. I can't do them anymore. I can't do live streams anymore. What what have what what's been happening with the live streams? 
great it's going mad good i wait hold on let me just find out what the hell is this boy's problem theek hai find out find out disappeared but anyway uh so the live streams are going great i have finished about uh tomorrow is my 22nd episode okay and that i think uh, this is uh, will be better quality also i think uh, than yeah i i think so because uh, also i feel like maybe i'm after this i'm not doing live streams anymore the idea was to just generate some engagement and i am done with that life i can't uh, after i'm done with these series i'm not doing so so far i have to finish i have time till like august okay to i'm still i still have enough content till august to go on with but yeah so uh, coming back with the english right so yeah uh people would you know go like uh, oh you you have, why do you have an accent and so it's funny because my grandfather has been a major influence of english in my life and he was taught by the british so okay. that is how so i picked up that accent from him so there are times where uh, when we're talking and stuff like that it will come out naturally but then my english will be very different if i'm talking to someone who seems a little uncomfortable with the language because it's a second <laughs> language and stuff but yeah it happens coming are back are you a grammar nazi no i mean <laughs> i used to be i really used to be and i had to you know actually unlearn that it's not okay to correct people's language or look yeah, down yeah. upon them because of that because it's not their first language it took a very long time for me to yeah yeah that takes time you know when you are new to a language you um, do these kind of things but ha huh, it's not good to do that i think yeah yeah earlier i used to be quite the snob and i used to do it and these days when i see someone making a mistake i say i take a deep breath and i all like live and let live and then i move and i keep scrolling past my instagram or something like that But yeah, man, it's been quite a tough week on Instagram. How are you dealing with the social media? Oh man, uh, it was pretty depressing. Uh, it was very shocking, also. So I'm like uh, trying to, like you know, play more. You know, that's the only thing I have. I think playing more just like deviates me from all that what's happening. And too much of social media is also is not good. You know, like you yeah. scroll through it and you and it's like a loop. You know, it's like you just get into a news and you just keep following it. You know. Yeah. and you wanted to know something which is not there or there i don't know so i have like i kind of controlling it now like you know i don't watch a lot of uh, netflix and i don't uh, you know occupy myself with insta <laughs> instagram and all that right now mm-hmm. but i i uh, this is my like a studio setup here i come here i like you know switch on my logic pro and i start playing recording that's like that's the best the way best. to go about it i think yes. i mean yeah, it's yeah. Right now, we all need some some kind of distraction, man. Everybody needs something, you know. I think more than distraction, we need the motivation to do something. Correct, correct. Because it's not uh, like for how long will you distract yourself after a point? I yeah, mean, you can't distract yourself. You need to have the motive. That is very important. You know, nowadays when I speak to my bandmates on a video call or something, like we are talking about music, it was so the initial call started with like you know let's 
be connected let's you know talk about music and later on nowadays now everybody is like so like stressed you know they just yeah. want to like release that energy by talking to you know some random stupid stuff we did you know we now we used to talk about music and all like we talking about okay what is a slow groove and all that we did then after some stuff like after half an hour we talking about our toes like what we did in goa wow <laughs> random <laughs> things were happening and wow like how we ended up in a pool in the night randomly and all that and we just we need something to laugh right we are not yeah. like we have just like i don't know what's happening you know it's very it's extraordinary times man yeah it's quite strange like get through it yeah so uh, what do, what is the one thing you miss about touring and what is the one thing you don't miss about it one thing i miss about touring is obviously the travel part yeah. like when you get to travel you get to meet new people and uh, that's it i i actually you know what i would say that i miss i uh, don't miss the sound check but i still i do miss the sound checks you know mm-hmm. i i i am now like i was talking to my friends and said like pehle hum log sound check karte the and we used to wait and we used to crib about like oh man now we did the sound check now we have to wait the entire day to like mujhe ab bhai abhi sirf sound check hi de do utna hi bata de do na i'm like i'm so glad you know i have taken start taking all these small things you know very seriously now probably after the lockdown you know so yeah. it's it's a good thing you have you always been a full time musician i've always been a full time i've never uh, gone in office and worked ever like i've been doing music for 16 years now wow never a single day yeah yeah i can't do that i can't imagine having like a 9 to 5 thing and i know that there are people who do it but then yeah, it's yeah, not it's uh, yeah it's not a bad thing like people yeah. uh, i have a lot most of my friends are, you know they are like you know they are in it jobs and everything and they are happy some of them are happy some of them want to do something else but it's all about like you know sometimes you have to take that decision and sometimes yeah. the life takes that decision for yourself for you you know so yeah. i have i've worked with musicians with you know amazing caliber but just because they can't their family background or you know financial financially they can't go ahead and do music it's very sad and there are so many amazing musicians out there you know i've worked with so many yeah and i see a lot of them who you know either out of family pressure or you know being told that it's not a sustainable career moving yeah. on to doing something that they don't like like the amount of musicians i know who are so talented but are wasting themselves in an engineering college studying something they don't even like yeah, i know yeah. musicians who like it Yeah. also but then there i know some of them who don't takes takes a lot of uh, you know strength and will power actually i'll tell you i today only i was writing something and you know um, i was thinking that it takes so much of like our world like you know an artist world looks so glamorous from yeah. outside you know people think yeah. that we are like you know okay you're partying, are all doing, partying all the time yeah. but they don't realize how much we practice okay how much time we spend in the craft you know it doesn't come out like that you know it takes a journey like you here uh, there's uh, this amazing uh, uh, thing said by steve a guitar player he said yeah. you you take 10000 hours to like you know uh, become a master in a craft so you actually have to spend those hours i remember i remember when i picked up the guitar i was saying like you know i remember um, when i chose to be a musician okay mm-hmm. i told my dad uh, he wanted me to join the army Yeah. So I told him that I I connect I I think there's an artist inside me and and he himself is an artist like he's a he's an amazing singer himself mm. he from his father to do what he wanted to do so I told him that I want to pick up arts and I think there's an artist inside me who really wants that voice so mm. I I chose and I remember I used to go visit my relatives in Kerala. Hmm. They used to tell. They used to ask me, "Okay, beta, what are you doing?" 
so i used to tell them uh, okay i am studying music and i'm like like excited ki kid he like ha i am studying music ye ho raha hai sitar baja raha hu guitar baja raha hu drum baja raha hu did they say the hobby thing ha ha they used to tell me oh, wo to theek hai lekin kar kya rahe ho that used to be the question like you know they yeah. always like you know, and i don't blame them because our uh, culture is like this i don't yeah. know we are trained to believe that like any kind of arts is like you know you agar kuch nahi kiya to arts kar liye ha school mein bhi aise tha na ki sabse bright students jo honge wo science padhenge average students commerce padhenge aur jo dhapor honge wo arts padhenge aisa nahi tha oh yeah 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 so we have to like come out of that uh, mentality yeah i think i think that is very important i mean even i get that a lot like especially when i used to work at restaurants people would go like oh your life is so chill you get to party all the time and i look at them and i said i'm working i till today i don't know what partying means yeah i don't understand it i i don't what am i doing i'm literally my in my head it's like if i haven't gotten the right shot the artist is going to be mad and the client is going to be mad and the social media person is going to be mad correct so it it used to be like that and then even with the whole arts mindset if I, if i told any of my uh, any of these aunties you know who used to come home for uh, the shera and navratri and all we have goli so they'd come home and they'd go like oh sangmitra what are you doing so nice to see you like, what are you doing i said i'm studying photography hmm. i no i'm working as a photographer i'm not studying it sorry and she go like Okay, but what are you actually doing? And I'm just looking at her, and I said, "I get yeah, paid for this." Yeah, that's a common story, man. That's like every a lot of people go through like that, you know. And uh, it's it's sad, but think I think things are changing now. Things are changing. slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are accepting other things. Like um, it's 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 pretty slow, but it's happening for sure. Have you ever had that thing where people uh, go like, "Up, uh, do this for uh, we can't pay." and uh, you can do this for exposure cuz i used to get that question and i after a point i got so tired because i started working individually by myself about 3 years ago mm. and thankfully i was i was about 20 then and thankfully i realized that uh, my value in the sense of my time is valued at something my skill is valued at something correct and the work i put in is valued at something so after a point i got so tired that uh, i told this one person said oh we'll give you a lot of exposure and i looked, looked at them dead in the eye and i went like there's enough exposure in my camera you give me the money <laughs> exactly so have you ever had that where people go like can you perform yeah, for exposure i yeah i have had a lot of people come in my life and uh, ask me this question you know you will you do this for exposure i have you know i'll tell you in 16 years i have never done one single gig for free ever no pro bono i made no never never like you know you have to have something like you no know, because you know there is so much amount of practice and lot of things put in behind a gig or anything like you want to go out and say something you want to play something you know this i put in a lot of hours to rehearse and all that and people don't see these are these things are not tangible that's why yeah. people think that you know आर्टिस्ट रहता है अपने जोन में वो वॉइड में रहता है बट ऑल दैट स्पेस इज रिक्वायर्ड फॉर मी टू प्रैक्टिस व्हाट आई एम प्रैक्टिस एंड प्ले राइट सो आई हैव हैड माय शेयर ऑफ क्वेश्चंस लाइक दैट बट आई टेल देम वेरी पहले आई यूज्ड टू गेट रियली एंग्री बट आई नाउ आई व्हेनेवर द मेल मी और आस्क मी आई लाइक राइट देम अ प्रॉपर ईमेल टेलिंग देम व्हाट आई एम गोइंग थ्रू एंड व्हाट हैव वेयर आई एम कमिंग फ्रॉम सो आई जस्ट आस्क देम यू नो यू यू वांट टू डू अ शो ओके Can yeah. you ask? Tell the same thing to the sound vendor. Hmm. Ki, ah, boy, I'm giving you exposure. Hmm. 
आपको साउंड दे दो मेरा साउंड और लाइट लगा दो आप मेरे को आप मुझे एक्सपोजर मिलेगा आपकी कंपनी को बोला कि भाई मेरे को दस लोग और पढ़े हैं जो वॉन्टिंग टू हायर मी सो वी कैन टेल दिस टू द साउंड वेंडर हाउ कैन यू टेल दिस टू म्यूजिशियन who's coming in with so much and people are you doing your business because of an artist who's coming to your venue right yeah, yeah. simple as that so then i start taking it like you know we mindset change karna then you have to be polite with them and kya hota hai ki most of the time these venue owners also don't know about most of the time you know they end up programming uh, musicians but they don't know about artists or where the artist is coming from so unke beech mein aur artist ke beech mein bahut gap hota hai so you yeah. sometimes you have to sit with them and tell them you know this is not how it works we are yeah. not like selling vegetables that you are okay are to 10000 mein bata liya nahi yaar 10 8000 rupaye liya nahi yaar chhod de itna kam mein bata le they are like they are selling the art like you know vegetables which is very bad yeah. i've actually yeah. said the vegetables thing to someone because i remember there was this uh, programmer i knew at one of these venues who was trying to get get my partner and me at that time for a mm-hmm. wedding and first he asked me the rate and we were charging exorbitantly low prices simply mm. because we wanted to create like a wedding portfolio at that time correct because if you don't have that port- like keep a f- fair but then keep it a decent fair which is not too high because you don't have that skill yet correct so uh he go like uh, so he asked me the price and i said uh, x and then uh, he calls me up after 4 hours he goes like can you do for x by 2 wow and i said okay let me consider it and we'll see we'll probably do one photographer instead of two hmm. he's like no no we want two so we'll think about it then he calls me up again the next day and he's like can you do it for uh, x by 5 and i just lost it and i said uh, buddy i'm not selling vegetables out here and since then that's been my go to line okay. please don't behave like we're bargaining for vegetables because we're not but it happens i think eventually But, but you know yeah, what do you do when a venue is so used to bargaining with someone yeah there, there has to be awareness in like, i think i in, in both the worlds like artist world also and in in terms of like the vendors and yeah. the venues who call artists they also need to know like you know how this process is you know in in other countries there are different different systems like in europe like you can hire a venue theek hai aur wahan pe kya system hota hai ki the artist gets the gate share yeah theek hai you get a gate share and uh, you get a share from the fnb that's how it happens in the europe but uh, some of the places in india also they tried doing this but it didn't work because you know it has to be a combined effort between an artist and a venue if you doing a gig it has to be promoted like equally from the artist and the venue that's yeah. when people will come and see your gig right so aisa hota nahi hai then i in like i have played most of the venues in the country now like you know but i have hardly had like uh, conversations with the owners very few times they, there are people there are venues jahan pe you go and play but like you know people don't like the, the people who owns the place they don't even contact you like you know directly they don't know who's playing it just chal raha hai so waisa yeah. I, i don't like you know i like if i'm playing in a venue it's like sharing something like that venue that performance it's like i have i remember played in high spirits and uh, blue frog all these venues are like so amazing you know i rem- i remember playing in blue frog bombay the old one yeah such a great venue like um, acoustically treated beautifully done it was a dream yeah it was a dream to play there and uh, so we need venues like that in in our country and people and especially venue owners needs to know the artists yeah i'm i'm quite sad time. i'm quite sad that <laughs> blue frog puna shut down it makes me feel like because some of my best experiences were there with gigs with 
photos I've taken, most of my favorite photos are from there. And the, it was a good venue, but I think the location of the venue was little like probably. You know, pretty- Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it was very uh, interesting because of the diverse genres that came in. I mean, oh, DR yeah, did a yeah. fabulous job programming that place. Crazy, crazy! Like you know, I, the I remember Blue Frog uh, getting all like in Bombay. They used to they got Mute Matt and all that people like that. And like yeah. people, Jojo Bear came and performed at Blue Frog. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. 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 So he is like uh, the god of progressive house. Okay. So and he uh, supersonic brought him down to India, and yeah. this was 2017. Okay. And uh, yeah. he is known he's known for his fear of flights. Like he's scared of flying, so he yeah. would never come. So the time Eric Pace came and performed in India for the first time, almost all of India's underground music scene was in Pune at that time. Blue Frog. He came wow. and performed at Blue Frog as Sirius D, which is his uh, alias, and that place yeah. was packed. There were people jumping on tables and just to get a view of him and a look of him. And it was oh, nice. so beautiful. I'm very glad and lucky and fortunate that I got to you know experience that. It was insane. Yeah. The kind of you know pull that a person has on stage yeah, yeah, and yeah. stage presence. I so, saw I I similar experience happened to me last year like um I saw you too you too I think yeah. the best concert ever like you know so much like the lights were amazing the band obviously was crazy and it's beautiful like to see uh, bands like that beautiful Yeah they didn't they do like a whole visual tributes to Gauri Lankesh and stuff like that Yeah yeah they did a like uh, not just her a lot of strong women they like you know it was a huge as screen man like it was it covered the entire stadium in one side wow yeah so and and they were projecting images and uh, there was a stage coming ahead and there was a ramp and all that it was proper like jo hota hai na experience aisa tha mazaa aaya damn cool i'm i'm glad that happened do you think artists uh, hold a level of political influence definitely because see artist um, see most of the times in in cultures when um, when artists are oppressed na yeah uh, the you know that there is some change happening you know in like in our country also there there's so much oppression like you know artists have that voice yeah we have that voice that we can write and we can influence people in a good and a bad way that's the that's the tricky part with being an artist right yeah. so um, so we have that power i think every writer every artist has that power to influence like and if you and you can say some things like so simply by music people will people understand these things very simply by music you know yeah. that's what i believe so there is a lot of and when you talk about the bands like u2 Hmm. they have like so much influence in terms of like you know they're part of un they go and go to un they speak there you know they talk about a lot of things like climate change and all these yeah. things you know and bad look sunte hai like it's a band like it's been around for 30 35 years so so i i also want that to happen in india man like you know like that expression you can reach out there is like i'm not saying that kuch milta nahi expression freedom nahi milta lekin uh, there are a lot of times when you know the voices are suppressed suppressed yeah yeah no i think that happens eventually and uh, but then there are always those artists who make you you know if you hear their music you feel like pushing yourself yeah and doing something with yourself like damien rice had that oh. influence on me 
You came to uh, Bombay, you know that so far. So far, I know we were so sad because we were like, give us tickets, give it to us. Even the one so far team didn't get it. Yeah, man, I really wanted to see him. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of bands like there's Rage Against the Machine. There's a band like oh. they are like full protest band, like you no, know, and they can because that Rage Against the Machine is Against the Machine is my workout music. Now I listen to the hmm. music when I'm working out. Like, yeah, power. Yeah. Music. yeah. That that happens. There's this one uh, band. I don't remember the name right now, but uh, you remember the thing where they wrote uh, uh, "Kingdom of uh, what was that line?" Uh, ruled by uh, wolves and run by sheep. Or oh yeah, yeah. That's actually from a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. What was that band? Wait, let me look for it. Hold on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, ruled by wolves and run by sheep. I think that was something like that. A nation of sheep ruled by wolves and owned by pigs. So that is from. Hold on. So there was this band with a lead uh, woman singer, and it was called. Uh, hold on. Uh, I can't find Easy it. rain outside. Yeah, it's not much here. It comes like this. It's coming sporadically and going. I can never understand. Yeah, it, uh, oh, I just saw your sliding door. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> there, will be, yeah, there will be waterfalls. Like, like I think um, by evening, waterfalls will be there. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that will happen. There was a thunderstorm warning that we. Had. Oh yeah, Otep Shamaya. Okay. So Otep Shamaya is the lead singer for uh, I think it's the name of the band or the singer, but she is the lead of a particular band. I think it's a, I think it's neo metal, but I could be wrong. Okay. But uh, so it came from that, and there's so many different origins of where. Like artists have that kind of power to, you know, push people to do something. Like, yes, definitely. like with the Haiti uh, earthquake that had happened. Oh, we yeah, had yeah. the whole Lionel Richie, We Are the World from back then, and we had the yeah, recent yeah, yeah. one. Live Aid. Live Aid, like, you know, 80, I think it was 84. I but, think it was sometime in the oh. 80s for sure, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I don't know what. And then the new reboot they did. Then Black Eyed Peas doing uh, Where is the Love, and they rebooted Where is the Love again. And it's, I think it's, it takes that, um, the fact that they can do that speaks a lot about why we need to change our attitude towards music or any form of arts somewhere. So what are the musicians who inspire you to push yourself? So uh, initially, uh, as I mentioned, I started my journey with Indian classical music. Hmm. So uh, there are people like um, this amazing sitar player called Nikhil Banerjee. Okay. And um, then Ravi Shankar, and then I was introduced to Jimi Hendrix because you know, mm-hmm. um, initially there was a friend I had who told me that you should definitely listen to these bands called Beatles, and you know yeah. there was this Woodstock '69 where Ravi Shankar yeah. also performed. So like, okay, oh, I, then I said, oh, Ravi Shankar performed. Then he gave me that Woodstock ka pura discography. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then usme jo sare bands the like you know Fleetwood Mac, Santana, and all those. I'm like, wow, this is like crazy. So I then then uh, that was the first time i heard hendrix and i was like wow 
that is something so that actually really inspired me to pick up the guitar like you know when i heard uh, that 69 ka uh, hendrix ka show that was i think the first um, time i saw like you know electric guitar or any kind of guitar being played like that yeah i was very fascinated so all these instrument like uh, players like stevie ray vaughan yeah the uh, david gilmour uh, nuno batancourt and a lot of lot of like uh, proper rock guitar players who inspired me to like you know pick up the guitar yeah What's your favorite Hendrix song? Uh, Voodoo Child. I love. I would love yeah, Voodoo Child. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? It has that uh, wah pedal kind of a, that funky uh, yeah. thing. So I love it. I love playing it live. Also, it's so amazing. It's it's so I don't know. It's funky. It's groovy. It makes it's you very like. Go- and it's like the music was way ahead of its time, man. Like it oh, was yeah, so much. And it's still there. You know, people still listen to that music. You know, that is you know so inspiring. that you like leave your legacy behind that you know people uh, still listen to you after like 60 years 70 yeah, years. yeah that's crazy man that's really amazing you know but uh, i started my uh, my introduction to classical music like very much like you was much before my introduction to anything else okay so my mom actually used to listen to i think if i'm not wrong either balamurli krishnan or sp balasubramanian one of them Okay. when she was expecting me so apparently i would calm down every time she played played classical music and oh. even now classical music calms play, me down play uh, um, the violin ka carnatic violin ki uh, singing uh, but i think uh, balamurli krishnan is uh, vocals vocals na okay carnatic vocals and i i watched him live also oh nice so mm-hmm. and i watched a lot of them live i had the opportunity to volunteer for speak mckay and all oh nice so oh yeah yeah that, yeah you have also done that right Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, part yeah. of like the first rural convention. So we went to Bihar and we went to a remote oh, nice. place where we. I have done uh, volunteering in Speak Malayalam also. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful yeah. experience. Yeah, it's... yeah. I I remember the when I was doing it, uh, uh, there was Shubha Mudgal. Yeah, yeah. I watched. Oh, I've seen her. Shubha life. Mudgal and uh, I think uh, Vishwam Mohan, but he plays this Mohan Meena. Yes, yes. I know. That was so amazing. The pioneer and... of the Mohan Meena. Exactly, and it was like. You know what I have seen? Uh, that there was one day uh, when I was in Pune. So I, I there were there were two gigs I attended in the same day. Okay, hmm. one was uh, Mohan Vina. Okay, I attended in some uh, I think uh, Prabhat Road or something, some auditorium. Okay, after that I go to Swig. Ahul <laughs> Chatterjee, full blues man, like you know. Yeah. Rest his soul, and he was like going for it, bro. Like, he was like, and I was like, I was, I just came from an Indian classical amazing concert, then go to a blues like crazy concert. It was one of the best days ever. Yeah, Chads was one of the most loveliest and the most talented uh, musicians I'd had the yeah, privilege yeah, yeah. to meet. Such a humble, great guy. Yeah, it's yes. you know when and the whole thing about leaving a legacy behind. I think Chads is one of them locally. If Definitely. you're talking about Jimi Hendrix. So recently, I learned that Franz Kafka, the author, hmm. he died thinking that his work was meaningless and worth nothing. Oh! So he had actually told his friend to burn uh, all of his manuscripts and unfinished work, uh-huh. but his friend actually published them, making him one of the most important literary figures of the twentieth century. Correct. So, he became a model. Yeah, like there's always. I was just talking to my mum earlier today about how you know there's this. fear of uh, people forgetting you mm-hmm. after you're gone or either forgetting the life you lived or who you are or your legacy Correct. or you not are not living the life that is worth remembering mm. so it's always like that dichotomy of fear i don't know 
but in that case you, that you need to know the value of self worth you know you need yes. to uh, you see for an artist like i i speak to uh, most of my artist uh, friends and you know they the common experience the common things we have is like to get that motivation every day you know yeah. that you know to be inspired and to pick up the instrument or to sing or play anything it takes motivation okay yeah. so when you know your self worth and you you love yourself that is very important then you know you get motivated to pick up an instrument because in see whenever i pick up the instrument i want to play something i want to improve myself as a guitar player you know learn something so i look forward to the coming days and i okay I, i'll be learning this i want to develop this style you know so that keeps keeps you going then i think for an artist to keep practicing your art is very very important that really helps you i think yeah yeah you're right you're actually absolutely right because it's but it's such a process right to be able to process. love yourself and you don't not yeah, love anything else anything exterior affect you to such a level where your creativity people are unlucky you know they they are uh, they surround themselves with people who make them feel uh, you know worthless you know there are people yeah. you you know you will pick up i have fa- faced this you know i have faced this in the people around you because just because they can't do what you are doing no they they tend to put you down sometimes you know not all the time i have yeah. i have some amazing friends also but i have met people who will be like yaar tu ye kya kar raha hai is there a future for you you know yeah. so i tell them ki is there a future for you when you get out my house and go on that road you might die there you know somebody will come and hit you there's not no future like that if you want to survive live and be yeah. happy you should do what you love doing the most you know that, that's a cliche line to say but actually it is true it works it works wonders yeah, yeah, because you are see i have friends who are unhappy in a job because they don't like doing it hmm. okay so i tell them so they they see me performing and they come to me they go you're so happy like you see my happiness you just see a music is just a 10 percent side of me you know i have much more happening in my life than music you know yeah. i i do a lot of other things you know i love traveling there's a different side of me just my art is not just like you know yeah. i don't think that art can define somebody so why yeah people start taking it too seriously man like that's why all this shit happen when you start taking yourself too seriously na right? you have to like just ease out chill out yeah. sometimes i think to realize that it's more also very important to realize that you don't have ultimate control over something you don't have it or even but it it also holds true with yourself but you do have control of you know choice of what you will love what you choose to Correct. you yeah. know a love to affect you eventually so how do you deal with like you know speaking of friends who are uplifting you or speaking of friends who have days where uh, you need to you know love yourself enough to pick up something so suppose that day does is not today hmm. uh, so how do you deal with that creative block so i see initially when i used to have these creative blocks and i used to get really frustrated like you know i used to think ki kya ho gaya is ye jo i start doing music i practice so much fir bhi nothing is coming and everything is like you know hazy blur but you know then with time with experience with more practice i start realizing that it is a very normal thing to have a artist block a writer's yeah. block okay and you can come out of it by as i said constantly practicing your art you know yeah. so i'll tell you i'll give you a simple example like the songs we create like writers or we don't create them like sometimes they they are created overnight like you know we're just yeah. practicing but that song was in a making for a long time you don't realize it you just become that vessel at that point of time for that melody to pass through you theek hai yeah. you've been playing that melody that's what i've realized myself you know but that there is this beautiful time when it passes through you but you have to allow yourself to do that hmm. so 
I I go through this art artist block or artist block a lot of times. Okay, so what I do is just I, sometimes I take a break from playing also. When I say I'm going to Kerala yeah. to meet my parents, I don't take my instrument. Okay, then what happens? Ki then you crave for it. Yeah. Right. So and also you value it. I think. Yeah. You you start like you know. So then what happens? And then you you want to go back to it and you want to sit down with it. It's like just. like making love to a woman yeah. man like is <laughs> exactly like that so you, you crave for that you go back and you you start to pick up the guitar and you play it and you are like oh wow i missed you so much and then automatically that block is gone that happens a lot with me you know traveling really helps me yeah i mean i think everybody will have that one thing that helps them but connect and also disconnect at the same time correct Correct. I'm sure. So, what is the ultimate uh, direction, or what is your ultimate? Uh, if you have a milestone as an artist, or is there a particular direction you want to take with it? Uh, for now, I really want to release my album. You know, I was hoping that I, I will finish it before March, but couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, planning to like you know resume the work. I think in July after the final lockdown is over, hopefully, mm-hmm. and uh, release that in couple of months. My birthday is in August, and I want to like release the. album by 5th of august hmm. so let's hope hope for the best that comes out you know that's my dream abhi for now that is my go to like that's where i see myself 5th august okay mera album bahar aa raha hai i'm excited i'm promoting and you know doing all those things i'm really looking forward for that yeah that that would be quite cool but you know every time someone says i hope the lockdown lifts i just laugh at them <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i go like yeah. you delusional yeah. fool <laughs> it's not happening like there's no hope There are people out in Pune who are still getting out of the house. There's traffic. Yeah, it's pretty road. like outside. It's crazy now. It's even more dangerous to go out, and um, I don't know. It's very dangerous. Like a lot of people are out, and don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so what has this lockdown been for you? What do you do when you're by yourself? So uh, the first month was pretty depressing. Hmm. I won't lie. Uh, it was um, nothing. Uh, it's something which never happened to anybody right it's like you don't know what to do when yeah this happens so the first month was i was just like man what's happening i'm just don't want to i don't feel like doing anything i'm demotivated but then one day i just decided um i'll just clean my house first then the first thing mm-hmm. i'll just clean everything first i did that and i felt really nice like now everything is clean around me now let's uh, retune my guitar and start playing so i start playing randomly and i recorded something like a loop or something i, I was playing on it then i realized what i missed the la- one month i was doing nothing you know so then i realized that and i came back to say my reality that you know okay i want to do this i this is not i do i can't let one thing let like, you know, it dictate the like course of my future you know yeah. so i took that decision and i just came back to recording and writing more that's all that's that's good i'm glad and you recently put up something about uh, you know paid uh, concerts online concerts yes yes yes, yes. so i've been doing this uh, so what i believe that you know like i have suggested this to my friends also that you know because you can't you don't have any venues now you can't go out and my i'll tell tell you about myself my main source of revenue is Uh, performing live okay so that is totally gone right now so i don't want to like because since you know there is so much of 
like hard work put in behind to make the music and to entertain people you shouldn't do like if you're good at something don't do it for free that's what my my mantra and um, so i decided that i'll do concerts i'll e concerts i start doing some i did some personal uh, zoom concerts also like in last a couple of uh, months and really yeah exactly yeah. for for a for a group of 50 people you know i i set up my studio i put some lights here make it like a nice fancy looking venue and uh, you can watch me live on zoom and uh, so there's a ticketed price and that's not much you know that's like a probably a cup of coffee when you go out and it's like that you know so so i am promoting this right now because i think for the next couple of years that's going to be the main source of like you know performing live kind of aspect and yeah. with that i'm doing my programming recording jingles and you know programming music for the artists that is happening and teaching like i start teaching again oh, wow. like i left teaching i think couple of years back because i start traveling a lot hmm. so but i have all the time to be at home and do yeah. like i can teach so i'm start teaching i have few students now so that's also happening right so what are you teaching so i teach uh, songwriting uh, singing and guitar playing how cool yeah so these things i am uh, teaching right now and uh, i don't have a ukulele i play the ukulele also but uh, it's in pune hmm. so right now i'm teaching these things there are three things right but that's pretty cool and uh, what do you do how would you describe yourself beyond the music and the travel beyond the music and the travel yeah uh, somebody who loves dancing who loves eating and experimenting like meeting new people hmm. you know meeting is like i love talking you can hmm. realize yeah. that anyhow so same same it's okay exactly i love talking okay and especially hmm. uh, uh when you go out and in my profession you get to meet a lot of people interesting people you know and uh, people who come to see you like people i i believe that people who um go out and see live performance they're already rock stars you know they are cool yeah. people because they are like going and experiencing all that so i get to meet a lot of people that's like you know that that is what gives me a lot of peace listen to their stories there are a lot of songs which i have composed which come out of not my experiences oh wow experiences. yeah exactly i i have done that you know i i remember meeting a person in a bus travel hmm. and he told me a story uh about uh, his sister or how she faced um, a crisis in her life and all that that inspired me to write a song you know and i kept in touch with him and i, I sent him the song he was so like taken aback you know it was like so emotional yeah. this happened with uh, to me with a song called intezar also i wrote the song in a long distance relationship okay so yeah. i was performing that song uh, i think in in a venue in bombay and there was a couple sitting in the audience okay by the end i was looking at the couple and they were taking video and all that and the song talks about how you feel in a long distance relationship so yeah. the song got over and the girl had tears in her eyes okay she was yeah. crying so after the, the the gig got over they came to me and the girl told me that you know thank you so much for singing that song uh, my fiance he lives in delhi and he's come to meet me and we have come to the venue to have a have dinner together how and sweet I, yeah so and she could connect to every word you know every word i was saying yeah. so and that's what i love you know that you know you write something which connects to somebody so that is what keeps me going yeah that's true but you know when you uh, when you're out meeting people or you meet people for a living there are some real characters you meet oh, tell me about it It's... tell me about it they they think that the artist is like um, like you can just say or do anything with an artist they are just an open book it's not like we are a open book till we are on the stage you know we are also like shy people yeah. i'm i'm not that like you know i love 
I'm a very dynamic performer, and that's what I believe. Like when I'm on stage, yeah, I connect with everybody. But after the gig, you know, I don't want like people coming into the green room, and you know, so I have now made a balance with that. Hmm. That you know how I can balance it out. I meet people after the gig. I say hello, okay, click pictures, and then okay, bye bye. I'll go to my because I need that peace, especially when you are in a venue. It's so loud, you know. And sometimes up, just after your gig is over, they start playing electronic music, which becomes very very loud. So, yeah, it makes that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, does I? You know what? What I tell the venue is, if you say if you're calling a pop rock band, okay, hmm, like my pop band, ha, play pop rock or start when you have like create that vibe in the. And yeah. If you if an acoustic artist coming, play acoustic music. You know hmm. that creates the vibe. So that's what I think. That eventually I'm gonna have my own live venue and live setup or live studio. But I'm gonna have this, you know, a amazing venue where I understand the business and also the art side of it, right? Yeah. And if I'm calling a electronic artist, I can't play fusion pop and like call people and make them dance Bollywood, but but like. Yeah, yeah. There, there <laughs> are always, you know, those people like that. I, I remember uh, seeing like with photography or at gigs, right, where there there's a musician, the live gig is happening. Uh-huh. My job is to click photos of you know the person playing. Correct. But then there'll be one person who'll you know whistle or make one uh, that dirty sound and call me, or they'll do this. What is this? I don't understand. And we've had like there people they're like, "Can you tell the artist to play Bollywood?" Oh my god! And then I look at them and I said, "Ma'am, uh, this is an acoustic night and it's originals only, so we can't do that." Because I've had like uh, people walking on the stage to tell you sometimes, and oh, this yeah, happens. That's so bad. And I get very irritated. I, what I do is I just stop the set, you know, or or my <laughs> what I do is when I'm doing a live event. Okay, hmm. so people are talking. Sometimes you know you get like weird people in the audience. This they're talking, talking. They're not listening to you. So what I'll do is just start playing very softly, softly. <laughs> so they will say some kuch kuch to different ho raha hai kuch ho raha hai yeah so it's soft you know i don't raise my voice that is totally against my norm you know i i won't say hey listen to me i like yeah. i'll just go very soft and they they understand okay yeah let's listen to the person saying something that's a very subtle way to do it i've had i've seen some artists who've actually flipped out at the audience no that you can't do that yeah it's but then there are some people who are very uh, you know they'll just play So yeah. then they're just accessories, and for them they're like, "Koi rahe na rahe, I'll practice and I'll sing." Hmm. So there's that attitude also. I really like that one. So what is the one question you're tired of uh, answering as a musician? Uh, one question. Is it like, how did you get into this? Yeah, like how do you? How was the struggle? That is the question. Okay. Why is are you struggling? नहीं नहीं हाँ वॉट पीपल नहीं स्ट्रगल मतलब पीपल लगता है कि ना बॉम्बे लोग आते हैं स्ट्रगल करने के लिए ठीक है तो आई सी आई आई डोंट एसोसिएट विद दैट वर्ड बिकॉज आई थिंक इट्स वेरी नेगेटिव स्पेशली इफ आई टेल इफ यू आस्क मी दैट आई एम नेवर स्ट्रगल इन माई लाइफ बिकॉज आई एम डूइंग समथिंग विच आई लव डूइंग ठीक है नो स्ट्रगल इन इट सो पीपल हैव अ वेरी व्यूअर्ड नोशन अबाउट परसुइंग योर ड्रीम्स दैट यू हैव टू स्ट्रगल इट्स नॉट लाइक दैट यू you all or if you put a negative term already on a, on a beautiful thing as your dream then you are already like on a wrong path right you can't say that i have to struggle mai jaunga bombay agar kisi ko acting acting mein ha mai struggle karunga mai idhar jaake production house mein struggle karunga struggle mat karo jaake poocho baat karo normal baat karo you know so i don't i am like i people keep asking me like you know 
तुम तो अभी बॉम्बे शिफ्ट हो गए तो स्ट्रगलिंग कर रहे हो गए पूरा प्रॉपर मतलब मैं जहाँ पे भी था जब मैंने म्यूजिक चालू भी किया था आई नेवर स्ट्रगल ठीक है आई हैव ऑलवेज एंजॉयड लाइक देर माइट बी टाइम्स वेन आई डेंट हैव मच मनी ओके बट दैट इज नॉट स्ट्रगलिंग यू आर हैप्पी दैट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट राइट यू आर हैप्पी एंड यू वॉन्ट टू डू यू वॉन्ट टू फेस दिस नेक्स्ट डे विद स्माइल यू नो दैट इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट सो दैट इज द वन क्वेश्चन विच आई लाइक क्या हो रहा है So and what is the one thing that you wish people asked you? Uh one th- thing people ask me like um, how did you get uh, inspired to write a particular song hmm. or uh, you know how how did your uh, like journey started or how what inspired you to become a musician? That's one something which you know see sometimes you know artists like getting reminded of of that motive. Yeah. When you started playing like playing or doing anything right? so mm. i like like if somebody asked me and if having a conversation they asked me how did you like you know because i i also ask the same thing if you're doing something how did you get inspired to do this because sometimes i meet people who are doing amazing thing i have friends who are in like you know um atomic uh, center baba atomic center mein the people are in like raw agents and all that those be mere so like yaar tumko kahan se inspiration kahan se milti hai so i get amazing answers and i i also like like when people ask me that i i tell them that you know like um, probably playing the tabla or you know being in an environment where your father is listening to music in you know, cassette player every day gazals happening ragas yeah. happening so you get inspired right yeah wait did you just say raw agent raw agent yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll not talk much. about that more yeah, while this is recording. <laughs> but uh, what I meant to ask is, what is that one question that you want to answer, but people don't ask you that question? Oh, one thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, people ask all sort of questions when there are <laughs> there are there are hardly any questions left now. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I there I don't think so. There are any questions. Nothing comes to my mind. Okay, and yeah. what do you uh, what do you think is the biggest takeaway from your album? Um, this album was conceived um, in a span of I think uh, three years. All my traveling and uh, as I mentioned that I most most of songs are my experience, but a couple of songs are also like there's a song called Alfaz, which was uh, written by uh, my friend Shama, and hmm. she's an author and she's a writer and she wrote the song and. so different experience people like sharing their experience so it's more of a travel blog uh, like you know kind of a feel in that there's a song called zindagi ek khoj which talks about you know discovering yourself and not like there's a line in that song called fir logo ka kehna tha is raah manzil hai nahi fir unko kya bolu yaaro in uljhano ka apna hi maza so people will keep saying things like you know there's you what are you doing you know there's no future in this but mm-hmm. you have to believe in yourself that's that's the main uh, motto of this album yes can you translate that for the people who don't understand hindi so uh, so fir logo ka kehna tha is raah manzil hai nahi that means um, people will say that there is no destination to this road you which you have taken unko kya bolu yaaro in uljhano ka apna hi maza so what will i tell them that you know all these troubles and difficulties are the real pleasure which you yeah. go through that they, that is the real journey because you know your end destination is only one person of your entire journey the entire 99 person is that road you know which you which are, like i'll give you an example like when you take an examination hmm. the examination happens only on one day but you're yeah. studying for it that 
365 days you know yeah. if you don't do that you don't reach that destination correct mm. so it's like that you know so the entire album is like that you have travel and met people like experiences wrote about it and it's a very simple simple pop rock kind of album have you ever considered right now i just realized uh, have you ever considered uh, translating your work like you know how rahman does somehow he'll have tamil the same and, thing in tamil yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. it makes I, I sense i've not done that it's a good suggestion i will definitely try and do that but what happens with like especially languages like hindi and urdu we mm. tend to translate them in a different language they tend to lose their charm yeah. because like you know urdu urdu ke alfaz jo hote na the the, the the weight in that that word uh, sometimes you don't get the same weight in the same word in say say english language and it it happens in english to hindi or english to urdu also vice versa i but i think english to urdu would be a lot easier to a certain extent ha you must have heard see you're talking about rahman the songs you have heard in tamil in hindi version sullo lyrics Hmm. it's almost like, closed though it's, it's not almost closed but it's like very, no, it's not uh, very different yeah but you know when you uh, when you really understand hindi like you know uh, right. the flow of it sometimes hmm. they are like makeshift like you know just to fill that space you have to write a hindi line as some of the songs are like that but when you listen to them in tamil because they are conceived in tamil right that yeah. conceived language, language is tamil so it's very pure like if you watch uh, say money heist uh, in english Yeah. You don't feel, you know. You have to watch it in Spanish, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, whatever. Like I haven't. I I have watched the last season probably. I so, don't have the energy to start a new show. I just finished Dynasty. Oh man, I was trying to. My friend was trying to make me watch that Crown, and I slept off in the first episode. So I. Yeah, <laughs> Crown isn't bad. Yeah, what do you say? Not bad, but it was like okay. I'm pro- probably I'm to- totally a science fiction thriller kind of a guy probably. Ham. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I think. I don't know if I'm watching anything in science fiction. I'm thinking. I was. I've been watching a lot of stand-up. We're living in a science fiction movie, by the way. Sorry. We're living in a science fiction movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. This is science fiction at the end of the day. So it, it's all depends. You know, a movie like Contagion, which came in 2012, probably, and everything like what happened in the movie will happen in real life. It's like crazy. Oh yeah, I've had. Uh, uh i have this theory that uh, so imagine the entire world to be like our eye okay so i'm going to explain this to you because you can see me so imagine the entire world to be like our eye so the black bit is uh the globe mm. or the universe we live in and the white is all the light around mm. now there are two holes from where light is coming and going through so in my head those two holes are the sun and the moon mm. and uh, it's a ba- basically all of it is a video game <laughs> and if you if you're bad you get struck by lightning oh it's like the living in the matrix yeah kind of i've also never watched the matrix i still get these stories randomly we should definitely watch matrix you really want to it's on my to do list i recently finished uh, lord of the rings finally oh so i, I think books are better but lord of the rings books if you read the books na i want to Yeah, yeah. Way Tolkien better. is like insanely good. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, movies, though, obviously, like amazing movies, also. Yeah, like even uh, George R. R. Martin had his um, categorically states that he's taken a lot of inspiration from Tolkien. Oh. For okay. his creators, mm-hmm. like uh, Ara- spoiler alert, if anyone's listening later, uh, you know, Aragorn is uh, John is based off Aragorn. Oh, really? 
You didn't. You didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a similar story, right? So that's. Oh, okay. But one thing I wish that the movies of Lord of the Rings showed is how uh, Aragorn finds out that he's actually a king. Mm-hmm. I don't think they stressed on it. They, they, had, they didn't show it that well, yeah. yeah so I wish they did that, but it, it was fun though. I really liked it. So I have this massive tattoo of uh, Aragorn's prophecy. Oh and really? I, yeah, yeah. And I haven't oh. read the books, or at that point, I never watched the movies. Also, I got this three years ago. Okay. And I just came across the poem separately because I read a lot of poetry. Ah. And it really stuck with me. Later, I realized it was Aragorn's prophecy. Later, I realized the whole Game of Thrones connection. Because for me, that poem was very, you know, empowering. Oh. So I got it. So every time I'm out and suppose I'm wearing shorts, someone will try to read it. And, you know, bend and go like, what is that? What do you have out there? It happens a lot. So any Lord of the Rings fan, like, people like, oh, as an experience, like people came, ah, you seem to be a Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happened so much. As your pickup line, right? Like, 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 but yeah, uh, then this... you, you will come to know that the person has Lord of the Rings. So, it's a little bit of a joke. No, it's okay. But then there was this one time I was walking with my friend in this shopping complex in my township. Okay. Okay. This dude, so I'm, I'm walking. His eyes are going like this. So, and I was wearing shorts. So, I knew. But I wanted to confirm. I said, I'm not going to do anything. So I took a step back, like I started walking backwards. Then his eyes were shifting again. Then I went up to him and I said, do you want my tattoo artist's phone number? And he goes like, no, because like I've seen like middle-aged men and it's, it's quite strange. But yeah. when some people come and just randomly start reading it without even asking, I'm sitting in at Swig or something and they'll come and read it. And I'm just saying, okay, like, it's okay. I know it's a big tattoo and it will catch attention, but that happens. Do you have any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. What? I have eight. Yeah, I don't have any. I see. I like tattoos um, on <laughs> people. <laughs> but tattoos are good. I have never connection Like I never uh, was fascinated. I'm not saying that I will never get tattooed done. But like, uh, I have a strong connection with I will tattoo nah. no no I, I believe in having like that connection I, I don't have anything yeah, yeah, on my has, body that, there, yeah. that I will regret 50 years from now so that's yeah. my logic will I like will I still believe in this 50 years from today so that's all so there are people who get their uh, partners names I said your relationship ka aata pata nahi hai. Tum kya naam likha rahe ho ah, wo to hota hai. Wo, what's sad ho hai. oh yeah, yeah it's happened a lot but it's, I, I think it's cute also, but then it comes at a limit. It's, there's yeah, only yeah. so much you can do with that. Like I had this thing where. It's, it's nothing right or wrong. Like, you know, people like, if you, if you have that kind of connection with somebody, yeah. definitely go for it. Yeah. But don't get it done just as a norm, like, you know, as a fashion thing. Like, you know, or don't do it because they're doing it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen people go like. I got his name because he got my name done, and I said that is not that. That seems a little off. I mean, I have I have like uh, gifted uh, tattoos to my friends, like in their birthdays. But like, I have a lot of friends who who love tattoos, so mm-hmm. I've I've gifted friends. It's it's a I think I see it as a beautiful gift. You know, some people will remember you for your entire yeah. life. You're right. So I have done that to my friends. Yeah, I did this one as a gift to my grandmom. Uh, 
so i had gone i i got i get into this mode okay my tattoo artist really hates this about me cuz i would just call her up and i was like are you at the studio are you free today and i'll show up there is no preconceived warning because in my head i have a list of tattoos i want but uh-huh. it's just that i need to have the funds for it i need to be in the <laughs> space for it i need to be in the mood for it so i go i went up to her once and i decided that i wanted to get my grandmom's maiden name okay so my mom already my first, this was my that in tamil or in english telugu telugu in telugu okay so my amma and uh, i had asked my mom at extra i said ma you know she was with my grandmom i said get her to write her name and sign uh-huh. it and my poor thing my father made my grandmother write it in the best handwriting possible and she sends it to me and within 5 minutes i send her a photo of the tattoo that's here and this is at this point this is my where i'll count i have one uh 1 2 3 4 5 6 this was my sixth tattoo mm. so i sent my mom a photo and my first tattoo when i got it i did not tell her till it healed oh shit because it is a simple logic because so if it gets screwed up is she okay with tattoos and all that no no oh she's my not <laughs> my mother like she was worried that first i had piercings as a thing i have a piercing inside and all of that oh she said God. what are you doing to your body she's a typical <laughs> you know uh tambram but telugu mom oh. so she has both of that so she's like what are you doing with yourself and later when i got it and i sent her a photo oh. the logic is that don't tell her about the tattoo unless it's healed cuz otherwise she'll go like i told you so so i don't want to give her that opportunity yeah. so i i got the sixth one and i sent her a photo and she said is that permanent she's like i thought you were asking for an autograph what the hell did you do but it was quite hilarious i mean but my grandmom kind of felt nice so it worked out somewhere that's cool that's cool full power yeah yeah always i have do you find it difficult to uh, stick to your south indian roots when you are in uh, bombay or pune uh i i really don't know what like in terms of roots like i have not lived in kerala so it never been a see i it's a very um, how to express it like roots bahut log ke liye alag hota hai you know like you if you can speak fluent malayalam mm. and if you can cool. do a lot of things but ha but right now like i think i can i stick i'm very i'm a very proud malayali okay mm. i love kerala a lot i in fact you know i was talking to uh, my girlfriend today and she i told her that you know like uh, i miss that uh, whenever i travel to especially train travel right when mm. i go to kerala and that's that wood smell comes you know the burning yeah. wood ka smell aata and that soil ka smell i miss it so much hmm. so uh, and you know it's so it is difficult to uh, stick to your roots especially when you're staying outside and you don't have any contact hmm. but uh, i think somewhere down there you have that love uh, like for for me like i love kerala a lot personally and i love going there and i'm missing it so much right now <laughs> you're stuck in bombay and navi mumbai not even do you get that you're not exactly in bombay but you're in navi mumbai yeah yeah i get that i get that and people like people like who live that side and they like oh you live so far I'm like i it's okay i don't have to come to bombay or every day anyhow i can record songs from my studio and it's totally cool people people have this notion that you have when are struggling wala you have to mm-hmm. struggle Why to jaa udar? Andheri mein rahe, to struggle kar. You live in that filth, then you'll feel the struggle. When I'm like, it's fine. I'll struggle wherever I want to struggle, whatever. Tomorrow terms me, and I'm happy. 
Do you ever feel like na ghar ka na ghat ka from if you're in Navi Mumbai because you're neither in Bombay or in Pune? See, I I believe that I live in between Pune and Bombay, so it's huh. best best of both places. Okay, <laughs> if I have to go to Pune, I go to Pune. If I have to go to Bombay, I go to Bombay. Okay, and eventually I want to leave Bombay. Like you know, I, my plan is to not stay here more than five years. Hmm. So I want to set up my own studio somewhere in the hills, or you know, I love the hills. I love the beach actually. But beach ke side mein na studio set up karna is like a bad decision because you have moisture and all that. Yeah. So um, I want to set up a studio in a remote place and work. From a place like that, and organic farming, करना है, farming करना है, खुद का खाना उगाना है, ये सारे plans तो हैं मेरे. In five years, when I have like I make a little mark for myself in the industry, like I can work from anywhere, I can travel from anywhere. I'll do that definitely. I don't want to live here forever, for sure. Right, that makes sense. Okay, that brings me to the end of this recording. So thank you so much for being a part of this and agreeing to record this. This was a lot of fun. Most welcome, most welcome. Was this better than the last time? Yeah, yeah. The quality-wise, also it's better. You know, audio. Yeah, question-wise, also flow-wise, and all. Perfect, hey, perfect. Thanks, thanks. Cool, say. Okay. okay, I'm gonna shut this now. Okay, have a good day. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.